Hey there, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you want to be where we are, that you said when we gathered, you would be here in the midst of us. And so we just believe that you are. We thank you. We praise you for teaching us, for caring so much for us, for looking out for us and preparing us for when we stand before you. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory in your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And that is what he's doing is preparing us for his return. So when we stand before him, we will be all cleaned up. So that's what he wants to do. And today he wants to talk to us actually about sin. You know, when you get born again, when you get born of the spirit, then you have God's spirit living on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit. And so we're washed clean, Jesus said, because of the word. In John 15, he said that when we abide with him, when we're in agreement with him, the word washes us. And that's how we're in agreement with him, by paying attention to the word of God, looking at it, being led by the spirit, not letting any evil control us anymore. And so, right, when you, when you say that prayer and Jesus lives on the inside of you and you're prompted by the spirit, you leave sin behind. And so many people are confused in that. They're thinking, well, I'm just human and I'm just going to sin. And that's not true. You're not human anymore because you have Jesus living on the inside of you, God's spirit living on the inside of you. And he's going to keep you free from sin if you follow him. And you got to have that right teaching. You got to know the truth. And that's why you want to look at the word of God every day. He is his word and he is truth. And so you don't want to follow a man or someone else's teaching. You want to follow the teaching of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you to teach you. When Jesus left the disciples, he said that. He said the Holy Spirit would come and he would teach you all things. And so that's who you want to depend on. And you want to hear the word of God because that's how you get faith. You get faith. When you hear it, you get faith. It gets you excited and you can believe. Without it, you can't believe. Just like you eat food, you got to eat spiritual food. So I'm going to read to you um, some of 1 John 5. 1 John uh, 5.18 says, and this is an Amplified Classic Bible. It says, for we know absolutely that anyone born of God does not deliberately and knowingly practice and commit sin. But the one who has begotten of God carefully watches over and protects Christ's divine presence within him preserves him against evil, and the wicked one does not lay or hold lay hold of him, get a grip on him, or touch him. We know positively that we are of God and that the whole world around us is under the power of the evil one. And so we're not under his power anymore. When you ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you, you're under his power. You you've agreed, you've committed to live in his kingdom, his way, his law of love. And so you're now you're not you're no longer overpowered by the enemy. And Jesus warned us that he would come and try to be in control and, and try to steal God from us. But when you're looking at the word, when you're being taught by the Spirit, then you're not gonna fall for his ploys. And so um verse 20 says, and we have seen and know positively that Son of God has actually come to this world and given given us understanding and insight. We have understanding and insight when you're born of the Spirit, when you when you decide you're going to believe, you're going to be submissive to God and live His way, you're going to be born of the Spirit and be able to see 
and have understanding that you didn't have before. To perceive, recognize, and come to know better and more clearly him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his son Jesus, the Messiah, the man is a true God of eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, false gods, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God, from any sort of substitute for him that you would take first place in your life. Amen. So be it. So you're not to have any, and and that is a major thing, little gods. It's so easy to fall into that trap, to depend on something else, to have something else to um, take the place of God, as we just read, to, to fulfill that place, that longing that you have. If it's for something, you got trapped. You don't, you don't want to have a longing for anything but Jesus, and you won't. You know, the thing is, is that you crave what you give your flesh. Whatever you give your flesh, you're going to crave it. If you start giving your flesh ice cream, it's going to want ice cream. If you start giving your flesh the Word of God, if you start feeding on the Word, it's going to give you happiness, peace, joy, contentment. And it's good news. God is going to start showing you what you were called to do. And then when you walk in that and, and you don't let your feelings get in the way, really that is the key, not to let your feelings get in the way because your feelings are your flesh. And when your flesh takes over, then you have been tricked by the enemy. It's a ploy. He uses your flesh. And so, yeah, when it takes over, you're going to be imprisoned in sin because your flesh is opposed to the spirit. And so your flesh has to get in line with your with your spirit. When, when you're born again, you got to renew your mind, Romans 12, too. You change your thinking and you come in agreement with the word of God. You think his way. And when you think his way, you're changing your mind. You're, you're changing your opinion to match up with his, and you're going to walk in holiness. You're going to walk in completeness. You're going to have understanding, peace, joy, contentment. You're, you're not going to have a need for anything else, but you have to keep on looking at the word of God and keep on enhancing your relationship with Jesus. You got to talk to him. You got to hear him. You got to let him remind you and tell you things to come. You know, he is coming and he's telling us that. He's constantly telling me he's coming. And I know when Jesus is talking to me and telling me things to come because he's already done that and that has been completed. And so when he tells you things to come, when he reminds you of the things he said and you follow those promptings, you're living controlled by the spirit and not the flesh. And you're going to have that fulfillment. You're not going to want anything else. Satan isn't going to be able to keep you in prison. When when your flesh has to have something, you're imprisoned. It's a prison that Satan puts you in. And of course, he wants to lead you to hell with him. He knows the end of the book. He knows where he's going and he's trying to trap you. He's trying to imprison you. And so you don't want to live by your feelings. You want to live by the spirit. You want to be controlled by the spirit and you have to give him attention. You have to give him your attention. You have to get up every day and put your purposely put your attention on him. Give him your attention. Um, Sometimes, you know, um, when you're living by your feelings, you get this attitude and kind of like Cain, 
Cain and Abel. And you start, if you're listening to the enemy and you don't give God enough of your attention, you start letting your your flesh get in the way. Satan is going to try to get you offended at God like Cain was. Um, He didn't bring his best to God. And God requires that. He wants your best. He's in love with you. He gives you his best. And he wants you to give him yours and everything. And so um, Cain wasn't happy because God made it known that Abel's sacrifice was better. Cain was all downcast and God said, why? Why are you so gloomy? He said, sin is always going to be crouching at your door and you have to learn to master it. We have to learn to master that sin. That's always stuck out at me because it's so true. You know, you can get up in the morning and have heard Satan comes into your thoughts, by the way. And that's why Corinthians says to take captive every thought because that is his entrance. And and if you if you start meditating on the doom and the gloom and start getting negative, he's going to start taking over your thoughts and um, you're going to be going the wrong way. Sin is always going to be crouching at your door, God said to Cain. And so you always have to be aware of that. And you take captive your thoughts. The Bible's full of directions on how we are to live. So when you take captive your thoughts and make them like God's thoughts, you're going to win. You're, the enemy's not going to be able to touch you. And that's what we just read. And so when you follow the Spirit, he can't touch you. You're not going to be. You're not going to be walking alongside him like the world does, because they don't know any better. The world lives by their feelings, and we don't. We live by faith. And so, when we're living by faith, and we get up in the morning, you you might hear Satan say something to you, and you just take captive that thought right away. You might start feeling sick, and you say, "I'm healed by His stripes. I was healed." Now, in order to say the Word of God, you have to know the Word of God. So you have to take time to get to know the Word of God. John one one says, "The Word of God is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God." So He is His Word. So you have to take time to get to know the Word of God. You have to read the Word of God, and then you're reading God's opinion. And then you come in agreement with him. Jesus said that if we loved him, we'd obey him and he'd manifest himself to us. And so when you love him and you're obeying him, you read the word, you obey the word, and he's going to start manifesting himself to you. But as I was saying before, so much of the time people say the prayer and they don't commit to God. And so it's easy for the enemy to come in and take over and imprison them in sin. You know, lots of times they have um, vices and they're, they're controlled by them because the enemy is controlling them. And that isn't the plan. <laughs> Acts ten thirty eight. Jesus came and he was anointed by the Spirit. He went around doing good, especially healing all those harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And so if you have something you're addicted to, if you have a little God, then Jesus came to set you free. And he did that with revelation knowledge. So if, if say you have, a, um, I don't know, I'm thinking of an alcohol problem and you, you love God and you want to serve him, but you keep getting tempted with that and you keep giving in or food or anything else. What you have to do is tell your flesh no. And when you tell your flesh no, and um, you're living by the promptings of the Spirit, 
you're going to feel that strength from the spirit to tell your flesh no if you make that decision ahead of time. Um, I used to have a real problem with food, and I used to use food to feel better. And, you know, all the things that we do do, it is to fulfill the lust, lust of the flesh. It's something that we do to feel better. And sometimes we grew up with that or learned it through some kind of crisis or something because the enemy's always there to tempt us. He's the tempter. It's not God. He's the tempter. So many people say, well, God is allowing this. No, you're allowing it because we were called to take actually authority over the enemy. Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. So when Satan comes to tempt you, you say, um, I bind you in Jesus' name. I'm not having that. I don't need that. I have Jesus. You have to talk to yourself. You have to talk yourself into the word of God. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and he will. And then you speak what you want, just like God did. He didn't get out in the dark and and wonder what he was going to do, but he spoke to the dark. He spoke to the dark. He told it to be light, and we were made in his likeness, and we can do the same thing. And so when you start getting a headache, you can say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I don't have a headache. And no matter whether the headache leaves right away or not, you still say it. You know, when you first start learning this, it takes your your flesh a while to line up with it. I remember when I first learned this and everybody was having the flu for three weeks. I had it for seven days and I kept saying, I'm healed. I don't have the flu. I didn't baby myself. I didn't take any medicine. I suffered for a couple days, but I never had the flu since then because I won't take it. You know, when you know the word of God and you do the word of God, Satan can't control you. But when you don't know the word of God, you just say the prayer and you think, oh, I'm going to make it to heaven. I ask you to just come live on the side of me. And um, I, I'm just a sinner and I'm just going to keep sinning, you know, and um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay. I'll still make it to heaven. Well, Satan knows more than you do. He knows that's not true. He knows that you don't have to sin anymore. You've been set free from sin. Your chains are gone. Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He came to heal you. You don't have to be oppressed and harassed by the enemy anymore because he gave you power and authority over that. And so when you say that prayer, the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. God's spirit in you, and you have strength. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You don't sin anymore. You're set free. And you have to believe that. You have to believe it in your head. You got to change your mind. I I once um, listened to a man um, probably 15 years ago, and he said, you got to wash that old stuff out and put the new in. You got to put the new in. Your spirit is reborn, but your mind isn't reborn. So you got to change your mind. You got to change your thinking to line up with God's thinking. You got to think like Him. Living in the kingdom of God right here on the earth. Jesus said, You're not going to be able to say, Here it is, or there it is, but it's within you. The kingdom of God is within you. And so Jesus is coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. So we got to get going. We have to have understanding. We have to have revelation knowledge, and then um, we can grow up. He's calling us to say that prayer and then commit to him. Grow up, change your mind to think like he thinks. Do that greater work he called you to do and prepare the way for him. That's what he wants me to tell you today, that he's waiting for us to do our part. And we have to hurry up because he's coming. And it's soon. And um, 
I don't know if you listen to my other videos, but just like three weeks ago, he said, um, I woke up to an audible voice and he said, the time of Jesus has come. And then I heard the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit prays for you. If you if you pray in tongues and, and you, you just do that randomly all the time, which I do, then that allows the Holy Spirit to speak for you. And so the Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? And then he said, the, an hour of testing is at hand. And um, two days later, the same thing, an audible voice, he said, a great hour of testing is at hand. He said, I'm frustrated, obey me. And I took that to heart and I meditated on that a little bit too long And because he said, you need to start sharing that. It's not just for you, it's for everyone. He's coming, he's frustrated and he's saying, obey me. You know, everything in the word he tells you to do is obedience. Faith comes by hearing the word. That means you got to hear the word. Jesus said to obey him, or on that day, he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. And so everything in the word he tells you to do, you are called to do it. Jesus says, speak to the mountain. He said, lay your hands on the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. And we're nowhere near that. We're not, we don't get it. We keep saying, God, will you please? And, you know, that's what Paul was saying. And God said, you take the thorn out. He, he called out to God three times. And people say that God said no. He didn't say no. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. And in your weakness, in our weakness, his grace is sufficient. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens, me, strengthens us. And so him on the inside of us, we are a supernatural being now. We're not just human. We don't have to sin anymore. We don't have to live in sin. In fact, we're called not to. We're called to put it aside. We just read that. He told Cain, learn to master it. Don't let it in. It's always going to be crouching at your door. I so often, um, a while ago, when I was learning this, I'd get this vision of my door, my front door with these two by fours and nails in it. And Satan was just peeking in the crack trying to get in. And he gets in when you give in to sin. He controls you when, when you sin, just like in the garden, just like in the beginning when Adam and Eve were told not to eat off the tree. And Satan's like, oh, come on, did God really say? And so they sinned anyway. They, they obeyed him. And that's what he's trying to do today with us, trying to get us to obey him. He wanted to be God from the beginning, and he's still trying to be God. And so you have to have the understanding that when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, it's not just so you can put a label on yourself and call yourself a Christian and make it to heaven. That's not it at all. It's a relationship and it, it's an act of obedience. Faith is an act of obedience. When, when you say, I, I believe, you're saying, I'll obey. If you believe in something, you're going to act like you believe in something, Right. If you if you really what you believe in and you confess with your mouth and you, you think it, um, you start acting it. You start acting what you believe. If you say, for example, uh, I, I know that I'm, I'm called to play guitar, but I can't. I'll never be able to learn guitar. Then you won't. You can have what you say. Jesus said that. Whatever you say will happen. Whatever you believe will happen. I'm thinking of the man that brought his little boy to Jesus. And he said, if you can do something, and Jesus said, if I can do something. He said, 
if you can believe I can do something, anything is possible for him who believes. So whatever God called you to be, which is the other part of obedience, he called us to do the greater work. He said, I'm going, now you're going to do this, and I believe that we're going to have to do that greater work to prepare for his return. So we got a lot to do, and that's what he said. There's so much to do, and you don't want him to come like a thief in the night. You don't want to be one of the five virgins, and all of a sudden he shows up, and you're not ready. The trumpet blows, and he closes closes the door on you because you didn't know. You know, the other thing that God is showing me over and over again is you know, he's using me to get a message to you and, and people aren't listening. And maybe it's because of the messenger. Well, you know, I know her and, um, you know, whatever you're thinking. But, you know, God uses the foolish things of the world. And I might seem pretty foolish to you. I don't know. But he's using me to tell you that he's coming soon. And I'm not the only one. I've heard other people as of late I started searching because I felt like I was the only one. So I started searching. And there are other people that know that he's coming soon. And this is our last call. And so you want to get it right. You want to make sure you're doing that greater work. You want to make sure you're preparing the way for him by doing that greater work. He's called you to do something in his kingdom. We're not here to make a living. He said, when you lived his way, what you needed to be added to you. So you're not here to make a living. You're here to give of yourself and of your gift and your talents. And then he's going to give back to you. That's his principle. Giving will be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So your life isn't about stuff. It's not about getting a job and fulfilling the lust of your flesh. And we just read, stay away from little gods, little children. Keep yourselves from idols, from false gods, anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God. That place in your heart belongs to God. Yeah, he, he has so much for you. And when you just love him with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind, he's, you're going to care about what he cares about. Right? When you love someone, you care about what they care about. And so, and he cares about um, your neighbor. He cares about those around you. He cares that everyone would have salvation. It's not as well that one should perish. And so he's asking you to care, to do the greater work, to care about what he cares about more than having the job and having the best house and all that, which he's going to add to you anyway. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. When you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you the desires of your heart. So that's the message I have for you today. Call on him and commit to him, commit to do his work, and, and then move in with him when you leave here. That, that's the plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, that's the plan. So say that prayer with me. Jesus, would you just come and live on the inside of me? You said in your word that you are knocking, Revelation 3.20, you're knocking already at the door of our heart, and we just want to invite you in to come on in. And we're going to take heed to your voice. We're going to do your work. We're going to grow up. We're going to be like you. We're going to refuse sin. We refuse sin. We refuse the evil one. And it's not hard because you, the Holy One, are living on the inside of us. And we're asking you to come in and help us to commit to your way. We thank you that you said we'd never be alone, that you would be on the inside of us all the time. So we receive you right now. We just receive you to come in. We take heed to your voice, and we're asking you to send us out to do your work, to prepare the way for you. Help us 
to obey you so you're not frustrated. Help us to see clearly. Thank you. Praise you and give you all the glory. I just feel like God is saying that he has a word for us and he's saying there is no time to fool around. That this is our last call and he is coming soon. Sooner than you think. Get ready. Don't turn your head away. Heed his voice. Get on your knees and find out what you're supposed to be doing. Do what you're supposed to be doing. Nothing else is as important as preparing now for your eternity. And as you do, you're going to be showing those around you the importance of life. The importance of life is not things and stuff, not not even your time. Not even your time. It's God. He is your sustenance, and He, Jesus, is the way, the truth, and the life. Seek after Him. Get on your knees every day, saith the Lord. He's so good. He's so in love with us. I just love it when He does that. Just to hear what's on his mind is amazing. And um, I just love it when he takes over. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. Get on your knees. Find out your assignment. Help prepare the way for him so that he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You don't want to be him saying, well, you didn't do what I said. So I guess you'd acknowledge me. So I'm not acknowledging you. Or you're late, you're too late, and he closes the door on you. You know, I pray that that's not me all the time. God, help me to be ready. And and that's why I got that word. And he wants you to know as well. So thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.